everyone. This is Alan Schimmel. You're listening to a DevOps chat here on DevOps.com. And my guest in this DevOps chat is Boyan Krasnov. Hi, Alan. Or Poole. Boyan, I, I know it's not perfect, but it, the best I could do with your name, I apologize. But okay, why don't you say it for our audience? Sorry, uh, repeat it. Why don't you say your name for our audience? Yeah, so um, my name is Boyan, Boyan Krosnov, uh, but in uh, kind of for English speakers, uh, most people say Boyan Krosnov, like with the stresses at the wrong, wrong places, but it's perfectly okay, uh, you know, I understand. Um, as long as they don't call you late for dinner, as we say here, right? So, yeah, okay. Boyan, your company is Storepool, yes? Yeah. yeah. And what, what's your position with Storepool? Uh, in Storpool, I'm uh, one of the co-founders, one of the three founders of the company. Uh, and my role as a co-founder from the very beginning has been the um, kind of the glue between technology and business. I'm the product person in the company, the chief of product uh, of Storpool. Sure. And the other two co-founders, you know, respectively take, um, are focused on technology development and uh, the other co-founder on strictly business, um, who is our CEO, right? And- Someone has to do that. Okay. Someone has um, to do the business stuff, yes. Someone has to. <clears throat> Excuse me. Before we jump in, Boyan, to what Storepool is about and what you guys do, why don't we talk a little bit about your own personal journey? How did you come to found Storepool? What's your background? Oh, yeah, right. So um, back in the 90s, I, I used to do like competitive programming. Uh, so, so like I... From a fairly early age, I, I got very interested in um, informatics or like computer science, right? And uh, from that, uh, later on, I went into um, networking and ISPs. Uh, later on, um, I had a startup around uh, something called packet processing and nowadays software defined networking. And uh, from that, um, like um, at the later stages of, of that startup, before we folded that, we uh, found this uh, gem of an idea of software-defined storage before it was called software-defined storage, right? So we didn't know it was called software-defined storage. Um, the term wasn't coined yet. That's like in 2011. Mm -hmm. And uh, from that, we founded Storepool. So like, uh, got with the other founders on in uh, did a like a whiteboard exercise of what an ideal storage system would look like and uh, that became the, um, the architecture of our product afterwards and uh, we've been building uh, on that for the last um years right so it's eight years now yeah um and along the way um we got, uh, yeah, so I've, I've lived in a few places, not just in Bulgaria. I, I've lived in like Iceland and the UK and Malaysia and uh, a few others. Um, and uh, so in Storpool, uh, you know, we started with the idea, implemented it, got it to first production use uh, some like five, six years ago, right? And since then mm -hmm. we've been um, expanding it in a very, uh, kind of uh, real business organic way, meaning um, pretty high growth, but at, at the same time, very customer oriented. So so it's very uh, like the, the things we build into the product are, are things that our customers demand, right? It, it's not like a, uh, you know, completely greenfield. Uh, yeah. 
Everyone already has some uh, data. We do stuff that, that matters for our customers, right? So, Boyan, listening to your story, I'm reminded of my own. You know, I, I got into technology in the mid-90s um, with the, when the web first started coming. It was not just starting to get commercial. And, and we, were, we were storing websites. It wasn't called hosting. I thought I was a virtual real estate person. <laughs> <laughs> because when when you you know as I needed more land, I put another hard drive in the machine, yeah. right? And and uh, by about 1997, people started calling that web hosting, yeah. And and we sold the company in 1998. We end up doing a whole IPO and and that whole mm -hmm. thing. But you know, at the end of the day, what we were doing is we were just we were storing people's websites. I was selling yeah. virtual real estate. Renting virtual real estate out, and it sounds like a similar thing. You before there was a thing called storage uh, or software-defined storage, you recognized that there was a a need in the market for people to do to be able to store stuff without the expense of. I mean, you know, back I, I remember in those days buying EMC boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and some of the Sun and IBM was it IBM Shark I forget but all of these huge sand remember yeah. you, you remember the days millions millions of dollars in sands yeah. and and all of that um, and then it was like a a flip like a switch flipped people started saying wait a second we we could do this in software for a lot less money with a lot more advantages yeah and, yeah. and it sounds like Storepool happened to be right there at the right time when this was coming together. Yep. So um, kind of the, the reason we started it uh, was a few conversations with uh, actually hosting companies, um, actually really? hosting companies and some banks, but uh, started with hosting companies. And at that time, there, there was this uh, big movement in, in hosting. That everyone wanted to be the next digital ocean, right? Right. Um, everyone wanted to be to have a, like a public cloud service with uh, virtual machines and be like Amazon and DigitalOcean. Um, and there were like architects in these companies that they were trying to figure out how to do it, and they couldn't. And the the one piece that was missing was um, software defined storage. It was like uh, they, they couldn't make the business model work with uh, standard SAN from HP or IBM or EMC, right? And and the, we had to find a, uh, a solution that worked for them, which runs on standard servers. Like it's it's not a, a proprietary box. Right? Understood. Understood. So, I mean, but that was 2012. Now here we are, yeah. 2020. Yeah. Software defined storage is a much better understood term. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think it's it's gone mainstream, if you will. Right? People understand yeah. it and use that. So how how you know as you sit here today, how has Storepool changed in in these years? Like what what are some of the new innovations and use cases yeah. that you guys are seeing that you know and you've you've had to build or change technology for? Yeah. So first, there is um, in the last few years there's uh, this realization. Um, in terms of our kind of positioning and product is, is that uh, Storpo is part of this wave of modern IT or new age IT, uh, meaning mm -hmm. 
it's not it's not an um, IT organization where the sysadmin receives an order form and fulfills that, right? It's an organ um, IT IT workflow or an organization in which um, there is a lot of uh, kind of dynamicism and uh, automation, right? So um, there are systems talking to systems and not people talking to people. Uh, and we've been very good at that from the very beginning, but uh, now we realize it more and more. And um, alongside with that, um, our kind of fairly new use cases for us are, so we come from uh, automated environments in which there are vir virtual machines and newer use cases for us are same kind of automated environments in which there are containers and pods under Kubernetes and also mm -hmm. Uh, fairly recently, uh, automated environments which provision uh, bare metal uh, physical servers. Yeah. You can think of uh, people that have like idle hundreds of servers which sit, sit idle and they can dynamically provision these resources to um, be part of their you know, application clusters uh, in, in some way. And uh, our product turns out to be pretty good for, for both of these newer uh, use cases. Um, and uh, the other thing that's happening in terms of our uh, um, positioning and uh, you know, the direction uh, where the, the company is going is um, we are, because of our longer history and the product is more proven, uh, it has been more proven over time, we are managing to attract um, larger uh, customers, right? So there is this focus on larger IT organizations which have bigger pain, pain points and uh, have uh, you know, bigger problems to solve. Um, uh, so, so this, this uh, um, direction in the development of the product and the company. Right? Sure. So Boyan, um, one of the things we've seen here at DevOps.com and, and Container Journal is, first of all, people recognizing that it's about the data. It's not the technology needs to make us be able to access the data, to yeah. see the data, to use the data, but it's mm -hmm. about the data. But yep. the other thing is, you know, we have this thing called data ops, right? I don't know if you mm -hmm. heard the term. And it, it kind of rides on top of DevOps, or at least in our world, because we're DevOps.com, we see it in conjunction. But yep. really the, the, the power we see is that a lot of organizations that are adopting DevOps, adopting mm -hmm. automation and continuous type of yep. you know, delivery are also adopting data ops mm -hmm. and automation around data, data storage, data analysis. And so I'm wondering if it's StorePool, if you're seeing this connection between DevOps and, and people mm -hmm. using product and data and how they're using it? Got it. So uh, the the way we plug into the, the whole um, DevOps ecosystem is um, at, at the infrastructure layer. So you, if you think of applications being built as uh, application or also known as business logic layer on top, and then in the middle you have some form of platform which could be you know a database application server, runtimes, things like that. And then at the bottom, you have uh, infrastructure um, where our product plugs into uh, this ecosystem is uh, at the infrastructure layer. So things like, uh, for example, um, uh, things like a uh, Kafka or a Hadoop cluster or things like that, they sit maybe, uh, you can think of them in the middle, in the platform layer, right? 
And um, if you deploy a, say, a Hadoop cluster, you could deploy that on top of um, bare metal servers, but you could also deploy that on top of a real uh, storage system like StorePool. And there are some advantages to doing that, right? Uh, and uh, the, the way we plug into that is through uh, deployment automation and dynamic provisioning, right? Uh, so uh, you could, you know, scale your uh, your data lake or whatever you want to call it uh, without having to physically touch hardware, right? And uh, in order to do that, you need automation at the infrastructure layer, not just at the you know platform and application layer. And we we plug into that you know infrastructure automation. Absolutely, very good. Um, you know what? Boyan, I didn't. I apologize. We should have said this up front. For people who want to get information about Storepool, just the the website. Yeah, the, the website's pretty good. I think we've we've spent a lot of a lot of time on it. But it's S T O R P O O L. Like yeah. store is in storage. No e. Store. No e. Exactly. P O O L dot com. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now. The the offering, is it is it uh, is it a, a kind of a SaaS model or is it you just buy the software? What how 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 what's the sort of go to market if you will? Yeah, so uh, it is a like a, a software only uh, model, uh, meaning that for most of our customers we we don't ship hardware, right? Right. Well, because, software defined storage. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, the, there are there are very few exceptions where uh, someone would come to us and they would say, you know, you guys do software, but I would also like to buy uh, like the servers from you because it it gives me a, a bit more assurance into you know what I'm getting, right? And we we can serve that use case too, but it's kind of the rarer use case. And um, so. Uh, what we provide is software and the services you need around that to run that software. So things like monitoring and, and um, say deploying it, upgrading it, like all the support and services you need around that. That software is installed on our in our customers' infrastructure, means on their servers in their data center. Uh, it's most kind of typical uh, use cases would be uh, like private cloud environments, um, which may be in a, like a proper uh, design data center, or they may be, um, uh, you know, they're private cloud environments, most of them. Um, so th this is kind of how the, the whole flow looks like. Um, the team that, that builds and operates infrastructure for, for this IT, large IT organization, that they um, need to build infrastructure that consists of uh, compute, networking, and storage, right? Mm -hmm. they, they look at different storage vendors, and um, ours, uh, our product kind of fits very well in this um, environment of, you know, private cloud, uh, automated, uh, continuous, uh, DevOps, modern IT, automation uh, kind of environment. So say they select our product, they would uh, buy servers from the preferred server vendor, or they would compete different servers vendors in uh, in a process. These servers would be installed in a data center and connected to uh, their network. And um, 
they would get the license for the store for software as well as uh, uh, supporting services from us, say deploying it, uh, training them, uh, upgrading, etc. Right. Um, and this is how kind of the, the, the model works. We, in this space, we compete with uh, different types of products. It's not just software defined storage. Uh, there is also kind of the traditional Sun or all flash array vendors, right? And um, increasingly, so all um, flash array vendors are quite popular, by the way, in, in, in this area, in uh, private cloud infrastructure, right? Yeah. And, um, but a software defined approach is a lot more strongly associated with um, automation and, and continuous integration in kind of these newer uh, ways of, of working, uh, of doing IT. Um, so that's you know one of our strong advantages there. Understood. Excellent. All right. Well, and I, I think we're running out of time here. Oh. We give the webinar. I told you the time goes quick. Once we start talking yeah. about technology and the companies, the time goes quick. You know, maybe we can have you on, or maybe we could do some other feature on DevOps about it. Um, is there anything we missed that you want to touch on? Um. Just a sec, I have like uh, talking points here. Um, so th th there is this, uh, for example, there is this concept of, of persistence and persistent storage versus. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, so what we do in, in Kubernetes and pods and containers, right, um, is we, we provide persistent volumes for containers, right? And it's, um, if you think about it, it's, it's nothing new. So, so the same kind of thing was needed for virtual machines before that. So you had the choice of virtual machine with local storage, or let's give that virtual machine a um, a virtual disk, which would survive uh, if a particular physical host died, right? And that, that, that would be called persistent uh, storage. And the same thing is now happening in containers. You know, it used to be containers are stateless and uh, you don't need persistence. And uh, over time, people have realized that at some level in your stack, you need persistence. And um, actually, every every service, uh, you need some form of persistence. It, it's kind of extremely rare that you would have a, a completely stateless service, which wouldn't need persistence, right? Um, so what we did there was um, we implemented a, a Kubernetes CSI uh, driver, and that provides persistent storage for uh, Kubernetes pods, um, persistent uh, volumes, right? Uh, and these are used, so what are they used for? Uh, they're used for things like transactional databases, so, you know, MySQL, PostgreSQL, and they're, they're also used in um, these batch processing um, applications, you know, where you would take a large amount of data and you transform it and output a uh, like con concise say, index of that data that you can then query. And uh, you can think of uh, one part that outputs the, you know, um, does a lot of calculation and, and produces an index and that needs persistence to store the index. And another part that um, uh, Queries uh, the, the the index and uh, that that may need a very low latency and that's very performance oriented. The second part, the first part is uh, like more of a uh, batch processing and it's it's okay if it takes a long a long time. But 
the second part, the, the part that uh, processes online queries, is usually very performance and latency sensitive, and uh, you know, sure. that's that's where we play quite well. Excellent. All right, Boyan, we're going to end this this uh, discussion, but maybe we can have you back on. We can continue. And okay. you know, the, this whole the whole data space is really heating up, and everything around it. As as again, as I mentioned, people are recognizing that it really is about the data. All of the technology we built around it is is about data, and so we need to to kind of focus there. But anyway, Boyan Krasnov Storpool has been our guest here. This is Alan Schimmel. You've just listened to another DevOps chat. Thank you.